0: Bob Longo here, uh, Manager of Member Engagement for the South Region with TCIA. Uh, We're happy to be here today with uh, some distinguished guests. Whoever wants to go next. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, Joe,
1: let
2: let Joe go. He's the talent. Yeah. Uh, Joe Akin, I'm the Senior Tech Rep with ArborJet. I've been with the company over 20 years. Um, president of the asm foundation curator for the historical museum i am also serving committee chairman for the michigan tree climbing championship past board member of isa and um i think i got everything oh and i'm on what's that your podcast host joe i'm a co-host of a podcast and i'm on international isa's historical committee so i'm working with uh the whole isa team down in atlanta for their 100th anniversary and like Corey said just a, just a small part of the podcast he's the he's the talent
1: god bless after that i don't even want to introduce myself because uh it's nothing my name is Corey. i'm an arborist with ArborJet. i've been there for know, about three years feels like 20 sometimes and uh, i specialize in helping small businesses grow their business to save trees. And we do that through education and product training. So, uh, and I'm also part of Joe's podcast, the Discovering
0: Forestry podcast. It's a great podcast. So I, I definitely encourage uh, our listeners, uh, if they're not familiar, to to dip their toe in the water on Discovering Forestry as well.
3: Yeah, second on that one. So thank you both for showing up between, you know, everything that, you're both involved in um i'm just gonna start it right off but i like to ask everybody as they come on uh really how did you get started in the tree care industry because uh i i just got off of doing a podcast with jason showers uh the one before this one and i didn't realize that jason actually wanted to be a morgue director um that was his that was his dream job
2: yeah but he got into trees instead
3: uh he worked in florida he said he did like 10 times the amount that somebody in michigan where he grew up would have uh he would have seen as many bodies or whatever so he said he retired and then it was a family thing so he got back into the tree care industry
2: you know it's it's such a a welcoming great group of people and easy to get in and out of so i'm glad he had a, i'm glad he had a spot to go back to that's awesome yeah well i i guess i'll, I'll take
1: that one on right away then joe i uh I grew up, my first job in in southeastern Wisconsin was I worked in a nursery in a greenhouse. I I think I was about 12, maybe turning 13 that summer. Needed a summer job, so started helping out with the trees, learned uh, about what a dichotomous key was, learned about what what leaf samples are, and then uh, really got introduced in a couple of my high school, uh, you know, ag classes or FFA classes, learned a lot about, Just the diversity that we have and and the many directions that you could take that from there went to University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point got a two or three majors to my to my name and uh, urban forestry and tree physiology is one of them so been playing around with trees ever since.
2: Yeah, mine was a little different direction. I started playing around, it was more or less playing around with chainsaws, young in life, family had a farm, my dad was doing tree work, but not as a tree company, it was just for family and friends, we would take a tree down, and I was dragging stuff, and cutting stuff up, and I was like 12, 13 years old, and uh, I never thought of it as a profession until I got out of the Marine Corps. Again, even through, you know, leave, doing tree work, doing tree work, was station in North Carolina, Uh, and then I got out. And I was, I got um, my pesticide applicators card with my brother-in-law doing pest control. And I was still doing tree work. And I hired on with Alpine Tree Care. Uh, Oh, my God, it's got to be 30-something years ago now. And I had no idea that it was a profession. Like, this was, so I hired on with Alpine Tree Care. And then they're like, oh, my God, you got a pesticide applicator? You got to go get an ornamental, too. So I did that. But I got into it like the roundabout way. And then once they, this company was so so amazing that they, uh, they came up through the Davy Institute. They went, you know, DITS grads and went on their own. And they showed me uh, ISA and certification and like, really? Uh, and then after a short stint with them, I ended up with a, a company that's historically known in the business, Chaz F. Irish uh Chaz irish was an arborist that discovered um dutch elm disease in cleveland back in the 30s he was friends with henry ford and uh grew up rubbing elbows with john davey and guys like that so i ended up working for that 100 year old company which pretty much cemented my um, my love of arbor culture and my love of trees and i've been in that ever since so i've been very fortunate had a lot of great guys to put me under their wing and uh, a lot of guys that put me under the wing that taught me stuff that I didn't want to do. So it's been very educational. I tried to learn everything I possibly could about arborculture, and that landed me with Arborjet almost twenty years ago. and I'm still loving it every day that I do tree work. That's awesome.
0: I think uh, you know, I, I mean, we've been over my past before, you, you know and and I started started out very much the same way that Corey did with FFA and that high school forestry program. Uh, my first job was at a tree farm, Christmas trees, you know, Fraser fir and, and, and balsam fir uh, exclusively. And uh, it, it led to tree care uh, afterwards. And yeah, I, I, I took a six year jaunt in, into the army and came back path led me to, to TCIA. But uh, you know, I, I just, I say it all the time. It's, it's always interesting. And I love that Joe has everyone come on and give their backgrounds uh, on how they found their notch in the industry.
3: You really doubled down on that pun. I'm so, I was avoiding that one because I know you popped that one up for me. Um,
2: <laughs> notch.
3: Oh man. I had to, I know, I know you're dad. You really did have to. Um, but I guess going off of that, right. So, you know, everybody has their niche regardless of what they're in, what they do. I'd say that, you know, Bob, your niche is, you know, you came back around and now you're on the education aspect and TCIA and, you know, member retention and, you know, getting that understanding of the industry, you know, Joe and Corey, you both have plenty of niches as well as being podcast hosts and producers and, you know, just a whole host of stuff. So I guess, from me to you. What do you personally consider your niche to be? And also how did you actually figure that out?
1: Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And Joe, I probably look at this, I probably look at, at my niche and where, where I am in the industry, not linear. I think, I think very rarely in this industry or even in today's day and age, are, are we on a linear path or trajectory anywhere. So, uh, you know, I've done everything from, from applicating to climbing, flying a bucket. I drag brush like there's no tomorrow, but, but right now my niche seems to be um, a big part of it's just education, you know, and, and, and working with people who are either just getting into the industry or just want to kind of pick our brains for ways that they can do stuff a little safer, maybe a little bit more productive or a little bit more effective, whether it's a chemical treatment or just management. So. I think right, right now my niche tends to be in that, you know, training and arborist development mode. I think, I think in the future, my niche might go more into consulting and it, it might even go more into business development or like for like marketing, because I, I really do truly believe that all these small businesses are gonna have to find different ways to to kind of differentiate themselves and, and to and to really grow and, and become that boutique tree service. So if we could bring value, if I could bring value in that way,
2: I, th- I think that would be a that would be a future I would be happy with. I think um, I, I think I have I have a different niche in our notch whatever you want to call it in the industry. When I fell in love with tree care in the industry, uh, I knew I was going to always be in it, and I've always been a fan of history. So, working for a company like Arborjet, Arborjet encourages all their tech reps to be involved locally with their chapters um, the industry the university extensions they, they they really encourage you to be involved not just the tech rep or the sales manager part of our our responsibility is be involved get out there do the shows volunteer for events serve on your board so it all kind of worked out and then one day uh, I was very fortunate. I don't recall if it was an ISA event or a TCIA event. I sat in on a Don Blair presentation on the history of arbor culture. It's got to be 15 plus years ago. And man, with my love of history and my love of tree care in the industry, man, it was a serious head-on collision. And I knew right then and there, um, that's the direction I'm going. So we started a foundation here in Michigan, uh, to give out grants, to reach outside of the industry, to educate people what we do in the industry. And part of that foundation is the preservation of arboriculture. So we started a historical foundation to preserve history. And um, working with ArborJet and working with ISA and working with you know, guys like Bob and John, it gives us this huge arm and reach to the industry to fulfill this niche. Uh, it is working out awesome and having a company that supports you when you do this is just incredible. So one day, this will all accumulate to having a museum of Arbor culture outside or in the city of Detroit at a state park near historic sawmill that I'm restoring right now. So when I get ready to retire, we're going to have a spot to hang our hat on because there's a lot of forestry museums around the world. There isn't an Arbor culture museum anywhere in the world and we're going to have the first one in Detroit and uh, that's my niche I want to preserve this history and put it on display for the millions of people that get a opportunity to see what we all do on a day-to-day basis and educate them on that
0: well when that happens Joe I do expect a personal invitation uh, oh, it'll VIP pass, you know it'll be big I'm telling you I'm working on it
3: and then Bob what about you what would you consider your niche to be
0: Uh, I would say my niche is, um, at this current point, uh, I I would say my niche and my real strength is, uh, you know, sort of as a business developer, you know, at TCIA, my full-time job is helping folks grow their business, uh, improve their safety practices, um, and and ensure that they're getting the education needed uh, to properly run a tree care company.
2: I, you know, Bob, I would give yourself a little bit more. I'd say you you have a a a, sw- a, like a swagger or a, a comfortable personality to draw people in. So I think part of your niche with TCIA, if I could be so bold to say, is you're a heck of a people person. You know, I, so- I mean, I certainly am. To, to actually continue driving
0: that point, you know, I, I do, you know, often find that I spend more time networking even when I'm not <laughs> repping TCIA. Uh, you know, and and I think we I think we all do that in the tree care industry. You know, you're you're still, you know, talking trees even when you're not working. Um, but I I I do network a lot. And you do a great job at it.
1: And you you do a great job, but that's also that's that's bigger than us, right? Like that's bigger than our own little niche in the industry because By us networking and communicating, we're tricking off each other. We're learning off each other. That's how we're going to bring not only bring this industry together, but also bring it up together. Because if if, if we're taking some practices and and we're meeting good people that Bob and Joe Riley are, are, are talking with and working with, and we get them to collaborate with something Joe Aiken's doing, everybody's better off. And I think, I think Bob, I think that's, that's the bigger picture, right? How how can we
0: do better, do more and, and make it make people better. Um, Yeah. I think that's one of the most amazing things about our industry is that, um, that as a concept that is so well perceived, uh, you know, and there are so many people who want to be a part of it. You know, you look at all the events in the industry tci expo all the isa chapter shows arbor fest where we met back in april uh, you know we'll get how many folks come out to be you know as instructors um we'll get how many folks come out and and you know network themselves in with the instructors so that they can eventually step into that role uh you know it's just it's just incredible it, you know and even you know on the um whatever you want to call it, the, the vendor side of the industry or, or the um the product side. Um it's every everyone's included. You know, and, and 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 the goal for everyone is to uplift the industry and each other.
3: Yeah we're in a bit of a strange industry where people actually work together and aren't withholding company secrets at these kind of uh conventions and get together I all that say it of- all the time. Oh Jeff. I know you say there's, it all the time there's
0: no oh. industry like like tree care.
3: I, I've heard you say it all the time. I was looking through some of the old footage from you from last year's expo to use for promotional yeah. video. And you said it three times in one video.
0: <laughs> it's, it's I I tell you, every time I get out into the field with our members, it just, I,
2: I, I, it's constantly on my
0: mind. It's, if
2: nobody, can't do this if anywhere if nobody can sense what we're talking about, the um, camaraderie in this industry, you need to go to a tree climbing championship. Oh, yeah. Where you got competitors going head to head, balls to the wall, but they'll get down and tell them, oh, my God, this worked better. Try this. Yeah. Encourage yeah. They're, them. They're, they're all to be... best friends. They're all giving advice. 100%. Yeah, it's just yeah. that kind of resonates what what the industry is all about. And if you if you have a difficulty, see it, you need to go to a local climbing event and just uh, yeah. absorb some of that ray of sunshine and um, you'll be a believer in it. You absolutely
0: have to go to the climbing competitions. You know, and and if if you can, you know, go to the chapter shows in, in your area or you know, if you're in North Carolina, Arborfest is is there every year. And I think they do one on, on the West Coast. I don't know if it's in California yeah, every year.
1: Tree Topia, Jonah, I'll be there a couple of weeks. Yeah, have fun
2: there. It's just outside of Napa, isn't it?
1: That's in in Oakland, isn't it? It's outside of Oakland, so you you might want to dress a little bit different than if you're going to Napa. Uh, I wonder if it's in that stadium
0: they kicked the Raiders out of.
1: Oh, it's it's on a it's on an island. It's It's on an island. Well, not
0: not
1: not tropical island. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's on an island. Is it it on
0: an island in like Alcatraz? Is it on Alcatraz? It
1: could it could be. Is that by Oakland? (laughs) It it could be. Um, I mean, that's cool. I, uh, you know,
0: it's,
1: it's going to be interesting. You know, a lot of, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll just say that. Vallejo, Vallejo, something like that.
0: Uh, That's, that's pretty cool. I wish I could, I wish I could go to that show. I wish I could go to all the shows, you know, that's, that's really where I'm kind of in my prime, uh, in those sort of mass networking events, um, you know, being able to make connections for folks and with them, but yeah, no, I hope you guys have some some good times there.
2: Of course, we will. <laughs> Is it uh, a dry state? Rent,
0: rent your own car this time, so you're not bumming rides.
1: <laughs> we you know what? We got one. <laughs> we we have a rental car. We have we have a bunch of hotel rooms lined up. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And
3: and Bob, circling back to being in your prime. So kind of coming back to it how, how would I, or anybody else in the industry discover your niche or your place or kind of, you know, that, the thing you're passionate about, Uh, I mean, it's not always a a clear moment like that, is it?
0: First thing I I would say is like everything else in life, you know, you might just have to give it time. Um, You know, cause, cause I can say, you know, I'm a person who was in the industry and then left. I, let, I I went and I joined the military, um, right in the, in the last recession, uh, and tree care in our, in our area in Southern New Hampshire was just in a different place back then. Um, and matter of fact, by the time I came back six or seven years later, I didn't recognize any of the tree care companies in the area. Um, you know, so, um, one of them, I just didn't recognize them because they literally can completely changed all their coloring and drive black trucks now. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, I look back on that and I, and all I could think is if I had just given it time, I'd be in a different place. I mean, I'm, I'm the person I am today because of the path I took, but I, you know, the decision I made at the time, you know, wasn't really as well informed as I thought it was or, or um, and, and it, you know, sort of lacked vision and patience. Um, so I, I would say to anyone else, you know, give it time. Uh, don't be afraid to try different roles. Um, you know, I, I, I will say that there's, there's more mentors in this industry than any other industry I've seen. So many people want to, to teach. And want to foster relationships and, and, and careers. If I will tell you right now. You got an employer who asks you, hey, you got any interest in going to the CDL school? We'll sponsor you. Do it. Just do it. Uh, you know, if if you've been in the industry for 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 four years, you're thinking about leaving. You know, I'll, I'll ask you myself. Are you a certified arborist? Why not? you know, what's holding you back? You know, what do you, what, what's got you questioning where you are? So uh, you know, Joe, Corey, uh, I, I don't know your thoughts, but you know, th- that's the best advice that I think that I could give someone is, you know, be patient and be, be open, be adaptable.
1: Yeah. And I think if I could, if I could continue to add to compound onto that, it would also be be coachable. You know, and, and, and kind of approach things with that open mindset or that growth mindset that um, that we often talk about because you could take this in any direction. I mean, Bob's a people person, Joe Aitken, he does everything. You know, Joe's on the tech side of things. I geek out with, with insects and, and chemistries and compounds now. Um, you know, somebody's got a passion for photography. We, we need that in the industry. We've had guests on our podcasts. That Joe's Joe's great at photography, but we've we've had guests on our podcast, a gentleman, a couple of weeks ago. His passion is flying drones. That he, that's what he does. So he's incorporating that into the tree industry. We're getting tech people in the tree industry. Uh, you know, I think I think we're only limited in our current day by the technology and and by the dreams that we have. So it, it's always
2: evolving. Yeah, just just give it a try. That, that's what I would say. You know, give it a try. You know, I'll step back. I knew I was going to be in the green industry the first time I ran a chainsaw. There was something about that wood glitter and that smell (laughs) that I knew that day that I would always have a chainsaw and I would always do something with it. And like Corey, you said, Bob, try everything within the green industry. I know I'm going to be in the green industry till the day I die. When I was younger, I thought about landscape architecture but I couldn't get away from cutting and running a chainsaw. So yeah, it was something I loved early and I still love today. So they always got that saying, you know, once you find that one thing in life that you love to do, you're, you're never going to work a day in your life. And I was very fortunate young in my life to realize this is where I was going to be. And, um, I'm still here. And I got, a I got a family that supports it. I got more chainsaws than anybody could possibly imagine. Um, a portable sawmill. So if I can't if I can't get it on the chainsaw, I'll get it on the mill. I'll do something with the wood. I love the, the life that I whittled out of wood, and yeah. uh, I'll always be in it. And um, it's kind of the reason that Corey and I decided that maybe after when COVID was was uh, holding people back down, and you know we weren't moving around as much that we still had to get out there and let people know that we're excited about this. So let's raise the bar and hey, why not do a podcast? I thought it was a great idea, but then we had some young bucks like Corey and then our our previous producer, Kara, like, all right, let's do it. We're we're starting Monday. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is just an idea. But we jumped in (laughs) head first and we've been going great. Um, But yeah, you just got to do it and find what part of the green industry makes your heart skip a beat. And then uh, the rest is easy. It really is.
0: Joe, I got to ask you a question that just came to mind, and this is off topic, Uh, but you've you've been in the industry for for a while. A little bit. You've been to TCI Expo. I know you most recently went to the one in Pittsburgh. Um, Do you recall when the
2: first one you went to was? 2004? I know for a fact because it was in Detroit. Okay. He um, had a day of service on Belle Isle, which I'm restoring a sawmill on Belle Isle now. Uh, I was working with uh, was working with Arborjets as one of the, and there was a, I was a subcontractor at first because I had my own tree care company. And the first TCIA Expo was at 2004 in Detroit, Michigan, um, at Cobo Hall, and the day of services was on Belle Isle. 2004 to 2019 how did how did uh,
0: the first one compare to your most recent one
2: now it's it now it's just amazing now you need three days to get through it absolutely freaking nuts I think we had Amy on our podcast because discovering forestry we had a booth we had Amy um, Tetro on and she you know at first we're talking well much you had twenty thirty thousand square foot she goes no was it three hundred thousand or was it two hundred and one thousand Square foot of space and you had you didn't have enough room. Yeah. I think it's just it's incredible how it's changed. uh This industry's changed, the tech that's changed, the size of equipment that's changed. Yeah. Do you remember the Senembag chipper that they had on the floor in Pittsburgh that they were scared that was going to crush through and end up in yes a, yes uh, yeah well that's over here in Michigan now and uh, I get to see it every day but. Uh, I t- actually, so I, I started with TCIA
0: the week before uh, that expo in Pittsburgh and, um, and, and, but it was so crazy to me being all over the place. Uh, but the, uh, the 10 minutes that I had to actually explore the the floor, I remember seeing that and having the same thought, like, there's
2: a floor below us right now. And then the, the convention hall was scared. I was going to yeah. end up down there. And they just got it off the ship from Germany just in time to get it to that show, which is incredible. So the equipment always tried to do things a little bit more mechanical. Um, If I remember correctly, 2004, that was a big show in Detroit, you know, but every year we just, you got to raise the bar. You got to do a little better. Um, There's a lot more of vendors servicing the green industry now. So if you looked at booth space by number of not just, Personal attendees and member attendees, but think about how many vendors are displaying compared to then to now. It would be absolutely amazing. So
0: yeah. Well, the, the good news is, Joe, that registration's now open for Expo 2022. Where's it at? So
2: it's in Charlotte. Oh, that's right, North Carolina. Yeah. You haven't been to Charlotte before, haven't you? So has not been yeah. that long ago. Yeah,
0: twice, I believe. 2018 was the last time. That was
3: my first expo. Actually, I started when we went to Charlotte. Me too. That, that was my first expo
0: as well.
2: Why don't you guys come back to Detroit? 2024, 20 year anniversary.
0: I yeah, propose Detroit to, uh, to, to Amy. I don't know what the space
2: looks like in Detroit. Um, I'd rather do you know. it in Lansing. Cause then you got the history of Michigan state university, uh, Lansing, downtown Lansing. I'll, I'll talk to Amy. Or we look what time of the year it is. And we think, Hey,
1: what's beautiful in, is it November, December? Mm, November. We go for November. Yeah. Well, I hear Hawaii's nice nice. November, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> go, but How
0: many people can travel? You, you might want to look at winter management conference.
3: Okay. I gotta, I gotta bring this one back. Otherwise Amy's going to kill me that I let you guys go on about proposing. Florida? where expo should be. Yeah. <laughs> Real estate, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. As I was gonna say, um, man, I don't even know where to go back. Uh, so, Corey, you kind of brought it up. Uh, you said you had a passion. You know, you were thinking, wanted to go into market to help it, uh, help like small businesses kind of figure out, you know, you know their boutique, like what they're going to do. But what about for, even on like an individual level, right? Like how does finding your spot in the industry, bring it back to that, and your niche in the industry, make you uh, more marketable? Because um, I, you know, I got my job here because I clicked on apply on every LinkedIn job that said marketing in there. And TCIA happened to be one of them. And when I was getting hired and I was told later on, that it was between me and another candidate that they chose me because I had uh, the video experience and the audio experience and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I accidentally found myself here and ended up in the niche here. And I didn't realize at the time that that was a more marketable skill than what I thought it was. So how do you take these, um, these maybe they, they seem little things to you, but are actually bigger skills. And take them and apply them into finding a job
1: or leveraging your current position in your current company. Yeah, I think I think that's so powerful. It, 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 there's a lot of layers. There are a lot of layers to to that question. And I think I think the number one thing is getting getting real world experience and learning. Whether you're learning about yourself or the industry. Hey, you know, may, maybe one individual doesn't like running a chainsaw because they don't like to break a sweat. Or maybe they've found that they're really good at physics. So they've found out through trial and error how to make that, that tree lay down where they want it to. But I think I think when, what people need to look at now, especially you know, as an individual, is you're your own brand. See that that's the beautiful thing that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of industries um, you know, didn't have up until the social media boom. And a bunch of millennials like like you and me like like uh, like us, uh, we're trying to make our our name and our thing. So if, if you're going out and you say, hey, uh, me Corey, I'm a certified arborist. I've got my applicator's license here, here, here. I'm a podcast host, by the way. I have 11,000 followers on LinkedIn. And if that's if that's value that you can bring to that small company, uh, that's gold. I mean, I, I think when when I was just getting off. Um, getting out of college I was on the uh whatever I spent some spent some time skiing spent some time uh, river guiding around the country and those first inter- interviews right right when I was trying to get serious I was about 25 or 26 cuz my dad told me I was going to be off off his insurance those interviews we talked about my real world experiences we talked about, hey, what was it like living in a tent in Jackson Hole for a year? What, what was it like traveling to Alaska and not knowing anything? What were the skills you learned? What did you learn about yourself? And I, I think now employers, you know, you, you hate to say it, but I think employers are, are hard pressed to find, hey, if, if you have any of these experiences and if you have a drive and a pulse, you have a job, right? But I, I think it's not just a job. It's what's the job that you want and, and what's going to mean the most to you internally uh when you're driving home at the end of the day do you you feel good about today's work and um i I think individuals need to look at that and go hey you know i I edited the heck out of that episode it was a good day or you know what i dragged all that brush so when our when our lead climber got out of the tree it it was buttoned up and he just hit right to the truck so uh from an individual perspective you know i and i'm sorry i kind of went around the, the whole world on that. But I, I really think that's, that's the direction that uh, people need to go.
3: No, I appreciate that perspective. I it's, it's obviously a much bigger question it's an individual by individual basis because uh, each of our skills are marketed very differently. Like for me as a content creator, I can create a portfolio and then physically show it to somebody.
1: Well, and that's, and that's something that you know, a lot of tree people who've been in the industry for maybe 20 or 30 years, or it was their dad's company, and now it's theirs, they don't have that skill, Joe. So you you were able to do that, and I bet you do a great job at it, uh, and that's some value that you can bring. And I, I think there are so many people out there that that have those things that they just, their niche, right? That they specialize in, they're passionate about, and they're good at, or maybe they're not good at, but they just like doing, uh, you know, what?
3: I mean, you know, I I think most people are pretty good at things that they enjoy doing, or, you know, at the very least, it's something that they're passionate about and are willing to learn, uh, get experience. Um, Obviously, I'm not a tree person by default, but even going to Expo, uh, to EAW, to WMC, and just watching the sheer amount of education that everybody in the industry uh, attends willingly, right? Like I've told people, uh, as soon as I graduated college, I will never go back to school again, but to see everybody come to expo where there's a giant like trade show floor filled with, uh, the coolest things imaginable. And then to take an hour or two, you know, a day to go attend education is, um, is mind blowing, especially because I think the stereotypes also given and, you know, accidentally or not that, uh. You, know, you get into tree care because you didn't want to educate yourself further, which couldn't be any further from the truth at this point.
1: Well, and that's a great, that's a great point. And I, you know, you can look at it and also say, hey, a great motto in life is to to always try to learn, always pick a nugget from from something to make yourself or somebody else better. But I would also be you know hard pressed if I didn't mention if you're gonna fail, fail fast and be fine with it, right? L- learn from that opportunity. I think a lot of people listen to podcast like ours uh, maybe this one and, and they, they're going you know hey i've just i've hit a wall i've tried 30 different things in the tree industry i'm done that's fine you learn that this it wasn't a waste of your time you learned that it wasn't good for you go you know maybe go into the golf industry see the, the world is limitless and there's so many opportunities for for people that are ready to work
3: bob you look like you had something you wanted to say
0: uh, I was just, you know, I, I was gonna sort of piggyback off of what you were saying, you know, with with the number of people that come out and attend sessions at um, at all the shows and, and conferences in the industry. I, I had the thought um, last summer I had the opportunity to go to the Executive Arborist Workshop in Dallas, Texas, and as I was sitting in one of the sessions, I had the thought in the back of my mind that all the times where I was sitting in high school in, you know, in, in algebra two was like literally the worst one. It's like, I'm never going to use this, you know, thoughts, thoughts like that. And it's, you know, where's this going to take me in my life? And, you know, and, you know, then two hours later in the same school day, I'm sitting in a high school forestry classroom and I'm bought in. Teachers got completely got my attention. Um, you know, you know, Shout out to Rick Martino on the Husvarna team because uh, that was actually my uh, high school forestry teacher. But uh, I feel a connection uh, to to a lot of people who have had similar experiences uh, and now find themselves in an industry where we jump on opportunities to go sit in these these awesome sessions and conferences, um, no matter who they're put on by ISA, TCIA. Um, whatever have you. And, and that's why, you know, to, to Corey's point, you know, be coachable and be open to, to new experiences uh, and to learning. Um, I mean, we, we all face um, when, when we're, when we're not connected uh, at, at events or virtually through some means, you know, we all go back to our Island and you know, I, I'd like to see us all continue to find ways to to bridge those gaps uh, when we go there. But you know, be adaptable is, is, is sort of the biggest piece there and, and be, be open.
3: Yeah. Thank you. And I did give you guys an end time of six. I know we started a little late, but you know, I know lives happen and stuff. Um, so I don't want to go on without you guys giving yourselves a plug for your own podcast, where it's at, what it's on,
2: how I can listen to it. Maybe some words of wisdom from Joe Aiken. Words of wisdom. If you want to learn more about the industry, teach. I found that out. You got to see it, feel it and do it. it. goes right back to what Corey says. If there's something in the industry you want to do, you got to do it, read it, see it, do it, volunteer for it and get involved. You'll find it. You'll find your your passion. So um, that's kind of how we got into the podcast is just an overall passion of this industry and wanting to raising a bar. Um there's a lot of great organizations out there that people don't know about so that's part of the podcast let let this industry know that and is there shit there's so many in this, opportunities out there that we don't know about that we're hoping that we can share with you to to to, you know, to get you out there to get the the experience to be able to do everything become certified get your cdl get your pest pesticide applicator's license shoot you may never use it until you use it and then you got it but see it feel it do it and one way to really learn it is to teach it like you bob you went into an elementary and talked to kids you had to prep for that man you can't just go in there on the cuff so you read a little bit you learn a little bit more you found some key points to talk about so that's how you get experience and that's how you you make a well-rounded arborist and that's how you stay involved in the industry you know and then start a podcast yeah yeah cory talk about the podcast
1: yeah, no. So that's that's it. Start a podcast. Be a, Listen to our podcast. It's called the Discovering Forestry podcast. We're on all the major players, Apple, Spotify, Audible, all that. And we, we have compelling conversations about trees. Sometimes we're talking to people about drones and trees. Sometimes we're talking to tree inventory software people about trees. Sometimes we're talking to spokespeople from organizations like TCIA and ISA about trees and tree industry careers and i think it's not only raising the bar but it's also transforming as as an industry what we're doing into a profession you know i think one of the first sh- trade shows that i went to and actually presented at back in back in 2016 i reached in my pocket and gave some gave a couple of bucks and some spare change to somebody sitting outside of a com- of a convention that i was about i was about to speak at because this individual had ratty clothes on, you know, kind of just smoking a cigarette, kind of bumming over on the shoulder, you know, almost panhandling. But I saw, I saw him inside the show and I thought we need to transform our industry into a profession, whatever that looks like, you know, how can we help? And and that's really what the podcast is all about. Joe and I talk to guests. We make it feel like you're just sitting around a campfire having a polar soda or a whiskey
2: drink and, uh, and talk trees, man. Get back to it. Yeah, we've, we've covered a lot of topics in the year and a half. Um, We've even talked about trees and movies, you know, famous trees and movies to sports, you know, how does, how does the tree industry affect sports? And then we got into some really good topics. And recently we did, um, what did we do recently? It was um, dendrology, no, yeah. it was. Uh, no, we got into silviculture. Talk talk about traditional forestry,
1: silviculture. We've done dendro- yeah, oh,
0: foresters. We've, um, Joe I got to listen to that one. Actually, oh, yeah. we've
1: had we've had people who are dendrochronologists, and if you don't know what that is,
2: check Ooh, check out our platform. Interesting. That's no, that's really cool. Oh, it's. We've yeah, had you, doctors on. We've had nurses on. Um, jokers on we had some but it's all has to do with trees in one way shape or form and that was our whole object is that we talked about earlier this industry is bigger than we give it credit for Mm -hmm. it really really is and once you're involved the direction you can go with trees is 360 degree points all around the compass you can go anywhere and deal with trees anywhere around the world and be involved in the tree business